You're listening to Campus Review Radio. From your experience in higher education administration, what do you see as the most necessary changes? Um, I think that from the, the point of view of, of administration, it's um, universities uh, are very um, large collectors of data um, and uh, that's been historical and it's almost become uh, data exists, the collection of data exists for the sake of it. It's sort of almost like the data's got, got in the way. Um, I think that the, from that point of view, my personal experience, and, and I think this is borne out by our colleagues and, and the experience that we have with um, the provision of technology in this space, is that um, it's essential that um, higher education providers move from just being collectors of data to users of data. Um, and uh, I think that that's going to be a very powerful um, element within the higher education sector in Australia in particular um, over the next decade or so as um, universities and health status providers and others change um, from being just collectors of data to real users of data. And, and so what, what does that data um, say? What does that data um, empower me to do? Um, how can I better um, engage um, uh, my customers uh, and, uh, and my stakeholders um, through the use of that data? So I, I think that's sort of, from our point of view, a very powerful um, direction of travel. That's quite interesting because um, Peter Coldrake from Queensland University of Technology, he gave a presentation, uh, I think a couple of months ago at a conference, um, he discussed, he showed how QUT is using their data and they've used it to reform a lot of their lectures and such. So is there a slow change in this direction or are a lot of universities resistant to actually using their data and they're just collecting it? Yeah, I think that there's two things. I mean, universities are um, very, I mean, they are quite bureaucratic in how they operate. Um, they're, you know, in, I, I remember someone saying um, some time ago that they can sometimes be like a, a loose, loose-knit fiefdom of warring kingdoms, how <laughs> um, some, some universities can operate. But, um, and, and that's all about the academic spirit and freedom of speech and, um, and people having, you know, having their point of view and being able to share that. And, and it's very liberating in that respect. And so... Universities, um, uh, the way that they operate in that regard is very, very important. So you need to support that. But I, I think the, my perspective is that there, there is always a desire to change. There is always a desire to move in uh, these directions. It's just because of the way that a lot of universities operate, it just takes a little bit longer than um, what might happen in other um, environments. So if it was a bank um, in the banking sector, you know the bottom line uh, finance, the bottom the bottom um, dollar is is often the, the sole driver, and so things can happen very quickly when you put you know a return on investment overlay on things. But because universities have responsibility of servicing so many different stakeholders, and the financial implications of that are just one dimension. Um, you know, there's, there's all these other social dimensions and so forth. Um, it, it's more challenging, so I, I do sympathise with um, VCs and others in having to negotiate um, change in these environments because it's never easy uh, for universities. But I, I see them moving 
but I do see them moving slowly. So it's not really, not it's not really due to the size of the university. It's more of a cultural thing. Is that what you're saying? Oh yes, absolutely. It's um, I've seen universities that you know quite big universities, but can be um, their direction of travel can be speedier because they have you know whether or not they have a, a simpler stakeholder structure or maybe they the, the nature of what they do is more homogenous um, versus smaller universities that may be less homogenous and um, and can find it more difficult to um, uh, to, to move quickly because of those um, uh, because of that how they're uh, you know they're organized in that regard and often that's you know, how are they um, organised around being, you know, an education um, university or an R&D university and, and the, the respective dimensions there? Does tribal work on sort of bring the culture along on board or or, does, or do you guys just more or less work on showing them how to use the data or what they should, what uni should be doing? No, you absolutely, you've got to, um, you know, we, we would like to, um, to get better ourselves at the, that cultural dimension. I mean, it's a... A personal interest of mine is that the divide between the technology and human process is that's always like it's it, it's a mystery. It's almost like it's a black box sometimes, but it's the critical dimension to um, uh, to how effective technology can be um, to um, an organisation is um, is that cultural dimension. So change how people adapt and accommodate new technology. Um, how resistant they are to change, how you can um, help them with that change, how they envisage what the thing is there to do. There's all these dimensions that factor in. Um, and, uh, and so the technology um, often is just a, um, um, it's just a baseline. It's just something that, it's just a tool. So it really is a tool, but in a lot of circumstances, a very complex tool. So um, that, uh, the, the cultural aspect and the change aspect is is really really important. How do you help those resistant to change with with uh, coping with the change? Well, I guess it's um you've got to um it, it's not one size fits all. Like change isn't um you know there's no there's never a silver bullet to say okay this is um this is what's going to work. So you know people are um are are either open to change or they're, they're not. Um, generally, you know, people are either cut from um, one or the other um, and often not, you know, falling in the middle. Um, and those that are open to change, you've got to, um, you've got to harness um, their, their appetite for change and, and make sure you really use that. Those that are resistant to change, and there's nothing wrong with being resistant to change, I mean, that in a lot of circumstances can be a really good thing too. But... Um, You've got to, you know, there's many and varied strategies to making sure that you um, uh, harness those, um, uh, harness the change in the right way. And so, as I said, it, it, there's never a silver bullet. There's there's a whole bunch of um, different dimensions to that. You know, there's um, there's education. So you need to um, be able to clearly show, you know, um, what what. Uh, you're doing and what the benefits of that thing are. You need to prove that. And so what a lot of, um, I think what, where a lot of technology projects run into um, challenges in that area is they try to be 
um, you know, that they have a grand vision, and that's fantastic because you know I come from startup world in some respects, and so having a, a big, hairy, audacious goal is a great thing. Um, but in terms of change, you've got to you've got to go along a journey, so you've got to have established proof points. And so if it's sort of an all singing, all dancing, you know, a grand vision of a five-year uh, change, um, people have got to they've got to buy into that. And so you've got to give them some evidence as you go along that you're actually charting that course and that you're getting there. And so I think that it's really important um, for these sort of um, big complex pieces of technology that you you break them down into. Um, into deliverables and sort of let's get a baseline in, let's prove that and let's, um, you know, win some hearts and minds by actually having achieved that versus actually we're going to try to, to do everything in one hit and um, and you lose people along the way. So I think that, that that's a really important dimension to it. What are some of Tribal's stories of culture change within the higher education sector? What have you done? What have, What's your organisation done to help this along? Um, I guess the... It's about it's sort of a spirit of um, of leadership of knowing um, what has worked and what hasn't, and then having the courage of your convictions um, to really uh, to reinforce that. Um, and and so you know we've worked across um, a bunch of different uh, universities with a whole range of um, of different uh, solutions. Um, and um, and and we've seen sort of the, the, the good, the bad and the ugly um, as to what works and what doesn't. Um, and uh, it's really about um, having, you know, a the the courage as a, the courage of convictions to be uh, clear about um, what's going to work and then and really sort of sticking to guns on that front. Can you tell us a bit about some of the bad and the ugly that you've seen? <laughs> Um, well, not specifics because I don't think that's reasonable. Mm. I don't think it's fair because I think what a lot of um, I think that one of the challenges with people in technology in particular is sometimes people lose sight of the fact that uh, technology is just a tool and um, it's really how you use technology that makes a difference um, and it's not sort of letting the technology use you. So it's not becoming a slave to the um, technology so um, I think that um, you know the the old adage of keep it simple stupid um, is uh, is a really important one is that um, when you're talking about large complex uh, projects and probably you know the census is a fairly topical um, example of something that is um, that, that has its challenges but that um, you know sometimes is beyond anyone's control. You know, how do you control DDoS attacks and despite the best laid plans of mice and men? Um, things happen and technologies like that is, you know, there there will be changes. There will be challenges um, in any technology project, okay? So get your head around that is like the first step. And then it's really important that, um, that you can work together as partners to, to address those challenges. And so, you know, I've worked with a, a bunch of different technology providers over my journey and um, and uh, some of which I've led, some of which sort of I've worked with and in. Um, and, and 
that, that there is a truth that, you know, technology um, will be challenging or throw up things you don't know about. Um, and it's being able to work together in partnership to resolve those challenges um, that that's really important and makes a, a massive difference as to the successful outcomes. Um, I think one of the other things is um, universities can be sort of... Um, uh, you know, universities are very open to um, to people having their having their say and having the opportunity to to voice uh, what they think. Um, and so, one of the challenges that I see often around um, technology projects is this sort of concept of a blank sheet of paper. So, you know, um, tell us what you want. Everyone has their say, and you end up with um, you know a, a really complex um, outcome. Um, so again, sort of going back to that keep it simple, stupid is you, you're far better to go with um, uh, more simple outcomes, get those right, get those operational and then evolve them than you are to try to, um, you know, to, to evolve right from the get-go really complex solutions because, you know, that, that's fraught with danger. Just one last question. In 10 years, what do you see higher education, data use and admin and for culture looking like? So I think that going back to what I said at the start, that um, universities um, need to start to evolve from being the collectors of data to the users of data. Uh, tribal really is um, at the front of the curve in that regard. You know, I think that everyone's sort of very into the whole cloud um, space at the moment. Sort of it's cloud this, cloud that, cloud the other. And I, I mean, one of the reasons why. Um, tribal group originally for my company is that we developed a cloud-based record system and and so cloud um, as an architecture is really important to tribal and that's that's something that we're uh, we're leading on but everyone I think a lot of people at the moment are losing sight of um, what really matters and it's about the data and it's about the functionality it's about how you use the data um, and it's not just about how you serve that up. So yeah, cloud's important, but you know, I've been working in web-based space now for sort of, I mean, the better part of seven or eight years. Um, actually, no longer than that. So, no, that'd be more like 12 years now, actually, if I uh, calculate that, 12 years. And so it's sort of second nature to me. So it's just how you serve something and it, it is how applications get served these days. So just, you know, cloud is just a, it's a, just a delivery me mechanism. Yeah, it's got benefits, but um, you can't lose sight of the fact that, you know, we are servicing students, we're servicing staff, and we're, um, we're providing, um, we're collecting, we're protecting, and we're providing data. And, um, and so I think that, that, that how you use the data, so I think predictive um, methods, um, in 10 years' time, we're going to be a whole lot better at how we engage students um, through predictive methods. And so actually using the data. Um, I think, you know, cloud is an important part of that in terms of it's an architecture that liberates um, you being more able to predict things because you're able to get bigger data sets um, in real time and to respond to them. Um, and I, so I think that, you know, that's a second dimension. So if you take sort of predictive one um, and the insights that you get, cloud, and I think that... Um, well, what are you trying to do at the end of that? And I think that all education providers are trying to be uh, to provide a more engaging experience. And so it's very much about the student experience 
and engaging the student in, and both in terms of um, you know the academic and the administrative side so how you actually do that better and how technology supports that I think is is really the future so I think they're sort of really um, key trends over the next 10 years.